So, welcome everybody to the T Rev Daily Podcast. It is our Freaky Friday episode, which means Albright Bodwin and a couple special guests will have some scary stories for us all. Spook alert. Spook alert, <laughs> indeed. Spook alert's on maximum right now. We're going to have to get some uh, scary sound effects for next week. Uh, I'm gonna Google, yeah, we need a soundboard. I'm going to Google some. I'm sure that the app I'm using has sound effects, but that wouldn't be as that would be too high quality for I, us. I'm gonna take the weekend and compile a soundboard for us. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. Um, for the big Monday show. I mean, so for those of you that uh, don't know this, which is everyone, um, Monday's show we have a very special guest for our faculty interview. We have Principal Baron coming on the show. Which is a which is huge for our show. We're trying to increase viewership. We got the biggest CHS guest of all. We got our principal coming on, so we got to bring out all the stops. And I think the soundboard uh, is is a great way to do that. Awesome, I love um, it. So we going with the word of a day? Yeah, let's let's get it rolling. All right, throwing a curveball at you guys. Got one. You mean the got fact that you're ready? <laughs> yep, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> Um, so this word is, oh Lord, I might, I might have a word, but it doesn't mean I've read it yet. Um, sepulture, sepulchral, sepulchral, sepulchral. Okay. Um, and it refers to anything of or pertaining to burial. So fitting in with our uh, Freaky Friday feel. Um, and it is derived sepulchral sepulchral yes that is exactly it um it is derived did you uh from a latin term what did you look up that pronunciation because uh it doesn't have it on this page i looked up fun spooky words and it came up so um but it is derived from a latin word meaning to bury in the earth um all right i got it Wait, say it one more time so I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> no, you know how to say Sepul- it. Sepultra? Sepultra. Roll. Sepultra. Okay, yes. I, got, I got one right here. Um, the Bucks are going to be doing sepultral things to the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers this year in the NFC South. I don't think that works. Oof. The- yeah, I don't think that's the proper word. Yeah. Uh, mm. Use of it. I, I like where you were going with yes. that, but. Whatever. <laughs> you're you're still you're still over on these yes. no i won i won on tuesday what can we yeah, yeah, I, I won Wednesday. did you uh, uh yeah uh, yes you did yeah, yeah fish in the water yeah huge all right albright what you got for me <clears throat> we are Remember. all gonna do our best to read our stories in a tone so they come across with a proper level of gloominess. Albright, you're kind of cutting in and out. I don't care. It was still better than yours. She wins. <laughs> I did. I did like that. I think for sound quality, I have to win that one. Um, well, I don't think I can do anything about that. I don't think that, so you're the judge. Fair. Wait, now you can. Now you're very clear. <laughs> I don't remember. Going off, man. <laughs> Bodwin, I have a quick sentence. Um. The Gagnes ex, uh, showed a true sepulchral on Bodwin when they 
No, exposed it's not a noun. Him. No, it's not a noun. Well, I tried. <laughs> Dude, That's why yeah. I'm just the judge. This the, is why we practice is, parts of speech. That's why what I'm born. What the did to me was was really valuable though, because as as I call, I think I'm an elite Harry Potter fan, and it kind of annoys me. They gave you a reality check, is what they gave you. Exactly. It kind of annoys me when Harry Potter fans say that they're big Harry Potter fans, but like they're not actually huge fans. And I'm a fake big Office fan. Like I watch The Office all the time. But I can't actually go toe to toe with the real Office fans. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Hey, you know what? I Good mean, I do after their interview. Yeah. So I they they showed me the they showed me who I really am, which is not good. But that's it's good. It had to happen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Ad. So Albright, you're four and one on the week. That is uh. That's. That's pretty good. So I won one more than I expected, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, same. One more than I expected out of you. <laughs> hey, hey, there we go. We'll move moving on to uh, week two. We'll see how it ta- where it takes us. Ad, what do you got? Alrighty, our next segment. We got another "Would You Rather" for you guys this week, and we got a big one for all you foodies out there. I know Bodwin. Uh, I don't know how you're going to take it this time. I know yesterday's there was some big issues with that. <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of the fans but, of the podcast um, had a uh, had a lot of criticism of me after that. Oh, yeah. As they should. Deservedly I mean, so. Of course. But so our would you rather for this week is would you rather eat only pizza for one year or eat no pizza for one year? Well, I'm I'm giving up pizza for a year. There's too many other good things to go after and get. The first option, only eating pizza for the year, is essentially what I've been doing in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that bo- bones like there are breakfast pizzas, pepperoni pizzas, barbecue pizzas. I literally put a frozen pizza from Costco. I mean, they sell four pepperoni frozen pizzas for ten bucks. So in oh one yeah, box. yeah. Um, so I put one in the oven for lunch, and then I ate the rest of it for dinner. Um, well, see, so I, I, I'd have no problem with that. Like, I that's that's just economical so i would pick pizza for a year because i'd have to I'd, I'd get rid of those pesky like one or two other meals that i eat during the week that aren't pizza yeah and i am curious have you have you listened to just based off this question have you listened to the interview that's been done with papa john about how many pizzas he eats <laughs> it is there was an interview done with him and and they asked him you know how how much do you actually eat the pizza and he he went i in the last 30 days, I've eaten 42 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then they went, Papa the John, how have you not pizza. died of a heart attack yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, pizza is not something you should be eating every day. All right, question for you. So if you would go a year without pizza, what would be your staple meal? Well, pizza's not my staple meal anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what would you eat more of? I'd switch it up, switch it up a little bit. If you had to eat only one meal for a year instead of pizza, what would it be? Oh, so Something I can't rice choo- based. I can't choose pizza as that. Although, yeah, I'm just an option for all. I, I will tell you guys that um, the lunch duty staff had a conversation going for a while there about if you could only choose one meal. Like to survive on, what would it be? And mm-hmm. most adults at lunch duty 
did choose pizza because there's so many directions you can go with it. I was about to say, I would either go pizza or like a stir fry situation. One of the two. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, because you could go stuffed crust, you could go deep dish, you could go white pizza, you could go any toppings you want. They were on a roll until um, David Tron threw down pork fried rice and then we were all bowing down to him because that was the smartest thing anybody said. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, but that... I would say you go you go with something rice based, like you said. You don't say pork fried rice because then, what if you want chicken fried rice? What if you want <laughs> rice? I mean, you're not going to want to pick out all your little I'd pork. That, I'd say that pork fried rice, out of all the whatever fried rices, is superior. Oh, it is, yeah. but like it's too ob- it's too specific. You box yourself in at that point. Like, give yourself as much leeway as you can. That's fair. Um, I I want to not add another would you rather to this, but um, a couple of days ago, uh. My high school friends and I have a group chat that has been that's far too active, um, and <laughs> I, it's usually my fault. I, I add to it. Is this often. your? Is this the same group that always plays Halo? Uh, yeah, we've been playing Halo together a little bit. Um, but the uh, <laughs> these guys were we're talking about uh, peanut butter, and we're talking about crunchy versus uh, smooth peanut butter. Um, and it, oh, smooth! It got no sweet. crunchy. I'm, I'm team crunch. Team I'd, crunch. Bone and you're on the right. I will admit, I've never had, I've never had crunchy peanut butter, but I will never cross over into yeah. that territory. I no, it's just so superior. It's so much better. Like it's not close. It's real. I mean, peanuts have crunch. It's also much healthier too. No, if you're put... it's like much better to have crunchy peanut butter. Mitch, are you? Are you like? Really? Is that true? Yeah, no, it's completely true. Like, I, it's oh. because you have to. I'm not eating peanut butter to stay healthy. I'm eating <laughs> peanut butter to taste peanut butter. <laughs> All right, so everyone, now you know. Listen for medical advice. Listen to Doctor Fauci and Mitch Gatton. That's right. <laughs> I have the best food hot takes on this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, liking smooth peanut butter is not a hot. Take. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's normal. I'll tell you. That's that exactly so, why it's not a hot take. All right. Would you eat chunky peanut butter on a sandwich if if you were in a pinch? Yeah, I don't hate it. Okay. I would rather have chunky peanut butter than bad peanut butter. Okay. You know All when right. you get like the off-brand peanut butter and for whatever oh, and it's just it's, it's wrong. not as good. Yeah. Yep. That's way yeah, worse. Like, I would complete. I would completely ditch it and do, if I was in a pinch, just a jelly sandwich. No, Are you chunky serious? peanut butter. Chunk. No, I, I am. I am serious. Like it. Like I, usually, I go peanut butter and like raspberry jam. Usually. But if if the peanut butter was out, I wouldn't even switch to chunky. I would just go straight up raspberry jam sandwich. Wow, you'd still be That's hungry weird. though because you threw out your protein. Yep. Yeah, I'll just eat a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that. Works. I was Maybe. putting on those quarantine pounds over there. <laughs> uh, My quarantine fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that might be a thing. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be a new term, and I invented it, and they're going to pawn it off as something else, and I'm not going to get any rights to it. No, man. Well, this is on the record. We're big time. All right. Yeah. I mean, the history books, they'll be talking about the epidemic, but they'll mostly be talking about our podcast. Obviously. That seems legit. Like, when I, like, in 30 years, yeah, I'd be 56 in 30 years. I'll probably still be teaching if I'm, yeah, if I'm lucky. Um, so if all goes well for me in 30 years, I'm going to be teaching about this podcast and I'll teach about 
like all the stuff going on in the world right now as context for it, like to explain why we started it. Bold prediction. I think Bodwin. Let me do quick math here in my head. Yep, I'm right. I think Bodwin retires at CHS after his 50th year in the Colchester School yeah. District. Whatever role that may be in, I'm not, I don't know if you get into administration 50th. or not, but I think you go 50 years at CHS before you retire. I would be, wow. I would be 73. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I can't, uh, Mr. I'd, Fisk almost made it to 70. And I, that would be, I just can't five. see a medical advancements. Give it a long time, you know. <laughs> Um, you, know, you know how I eat. I, we were just talking about how many pizzas I eat. I do know how you eat, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I think I'm, I think you're going to be the first person in CHS history to do 50 years. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, well, I, I'm very. I would love that. I mean, I never want to leave, but I don't know if I'll be. I don't know if I'll still be be able to. I don't know. I can barely teach as is. So, you know. If not you, it's going to be Chris Lang because if you can't do it, then Mr. Oh, Lang well, no, Mr. Lang will actually do it before you. <laughs> that actually is you. a strong possibility. If Lang did that, then I would do absolutely anything possible to beat him. You would do 51 just to spite him. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you would, you would tell him you're retiring and then be like, nope, I'm staying for another year. Yeah, seriously. No, I mean, that would be wonderful, but I'm just so far away from that. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to think about that. But I never want to leave Colchester, so, you know, that, that's the plan. Because we're better than the... MMU where you went to, right? Well, yeah, I, like, seriously, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there are zero high schools I would teach at over Colchester. Zero, 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 zero. Um, so, yeah, I definitely plan on being here my whole career, but I just don't know how long my career will last, you know? Um, so we have a guest who is like clicking into the microphone, um, <laughs> and we want to welcome her, Maddie LeCare. What's up? I don't know why it's doing that. <laughs> it's okay. Maddie, we, we forgive you, but could you stop it? No, I, I literally am not doing anything. So, Albright, will you do the thing where we're pretending that Maddie's just joining us and you're welcoming on and explaining the scary story thing? No, I think you should do that. I feel like I talk way too much already. But I'm okay with it. Okay. It's a scary story, so right. this is this is a you. All right, fine, fine. All right, up next, we would like to welcome a very, very special guest. And she's joining us. Uh, she's one of our two special guests today, members of the class of 2020, our favorite class. Um, she's joining us today for our new segment, Scary story fridays maddie lacare everybody give it up for hello all right maddie how are you doing um fine what have you what have you been up to um just homework (laughs) going outside just being with my family i guess yeah i mean it was beautiful out today it was. I played some tennis with my brother, so that was fun. Did you beat him? We just we couldn't go to the court, so we just uh, hit around a tennis ball outside. So I feel like you beat him, and you're just being nice, but that's classy. I I, I, I did beat him. Yes, <laughs> you're classy. You're classy. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, Maddie, another a T Rev alum. Uh, you were mod three for us back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out mod three. Yeah, we just yesterday we had Andy on the on the on the pod as the kids would call it. Um oh. and 
Uh, we were talking about mod one, but you know, mod three, that was a powerhouse too. So, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I actually have a, I know this has been, um, a really heated debate for the third modders. So Maddie, did you, a uh, big thing for us was first mod rust or first semester rust versus second semester rust. And I was wondering <laughs> oh, yeah. what your take was on that. <laughs> like how, like how, like, like, what could you describe to our viewers? I was wondering if you could just, just describe the two different worlds that we experienced. Well, I feel like Russell was pretty shy the first semester. And then Bodwin started, like, egging him on. And then we just, he got, you know, he got comfortable. Wait, did you just blame Bodwin for second semester? <laughs> <Russell>? <laughs> That's not my no. fault. That is not his fault. We did not know that was coming. <laughs> I, I am not responsible for any of the weird stuff that Russell Chase has done. At, at CHS, I'm not. I do not take blame for any of it. No, when I he started sending us Harry Potter spells, that was all Russ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to trip Aubrey. Yeah, I still don't know what that was about. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, so Maddie, um, we got our stories. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me and Albright to go first? It's going to be a competition to see who has the best scary story. It's definitely oh. me. Um. Uh, I think, Bodwin, you should go first. Are you serious? Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you would say you would go first. But, all right, fine. Um, so I want to put in a spook warning, and I'm, I kind of just like saying spook warning, but I'm also being serious. We're actually going to read scary stories. If you are somebody who gets scared easily, who is going to like have nightmares about our scary stories, do not listen to the rest of the podcast. We're going to be spooky. We're going to be scary. And the way that I read this particular story is going to be so horrifically frightening that it might, it just might give you nightmares. So again, spook warning. If you don't like scary stories, these are scary. Don't listen. All right. I feel like just based off of what you said, I'm prepared for a comedy. (laughs) No, this is actually a scary story. Anyone who's been to the coffee hour in the last three years knows the story because I read it every year at the Halloween coffee hour. I have that on video. Um, oh, well done. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you you uh, made me change my story because it was too spooky. Maddie, yeah, I don't Maddie, think you this... understand where this is headed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Maddie, Maddie first sends me a story that's like actually horrifying. And I was like, no, Maddie, we can't do that. <laughs> Did you um, read Did you read Graham's yet? I said it was okay because it's a classic. Yeah. Okay. So it's Albright's <laughs> fault if any um, if any angry people report the podcast. Um, it's fine. Mine is weirder. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna do scary. I'm gonna do some different voices and everything. Here we go. This one's called "The Night It Rained." All right, here we go. One rainy night in October. A man was driving past the cemetery. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot. I knew it was a comedy. Stop. Hold on. I wanted to play a scary song before I started, so pretend I didn't start. This is the night it rained. All right, here we go. Uh, One rainy night in October, a man was driving past the cemetery. 
He saw a young boy walking in the rain. The man stopped and asked the boy if he wanted a ride. The boy approached the car. His face was pale, his clothes were wet, and he was shaking like a leaf. He opened the door and got into the passenger seat without saying a word. The man felt sorry for the boy, so he gave him a red sweater to keep him warm. The boy's teeth were chattering, and he was still shivering. When they got to the boy's house, the man stopped the car. The boy got out. The man told him to keep the sweater, and he said he'd come back for it the next day. What's your name? asked the man. Timmy, the boy replied. The next day, the man went to the boy's house to pick up his sweater. When he knocked on the door, a woman answered. The man introduced himself and asked if she was Timmy's mother. What's this about? she said. The man explained that he had given Timmy a ride the night before in the pouring rain and had given him a red sweater to keep him warm. The woman stared at him and said, I'm sorry, you must be mistaken. My son Timmy has been dead for ten years. The man apologized and left. He was very confused and his head was spinning. He drove to the cemetery and found Timmy's grave. Lying on top of the grave was the red sweater. All right, that's mine. Chills, just chills. That was pretty good. Do you like the background music? I did like the background music. When I was a kid, I used to listen to these old creepy radio shows, and they kind of sounded like that. Oh, nice. I have heard very similar similar type tales, but I do like the twist you put on it, I will admit. I didn't do anything. I literally Googled that story this morning. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm like just the... Oh, the way I read the, it. The, the, Bodwin, the Bodwin read oh, that went into it. Yeah. Although I have to say, I watched The Coffee House, so while you were reading it, I was still picturing... Andrew's acting out of that story the last time you did it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why I have it on yeah. video. <laughs> Andrew Iani performed the story while I read it. That was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maddie, would you like to go next or would you like to make Albright go next? Um, I'll go next. I love that she likes to follow me and not you. <laughs> like, of course you want to do that. I don't think I can follow Albright. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. All right, Maddie, go ahead. Do you okay. want spooky music as the intro or no? Uh, sure. All right, hold on. Yeah, you don't get as long of a clip because I'm trying to beat you. Okay. Okay. She was beautiful in a strange, mysterious way. Her hair and her deep, bottomless eyes were as black as the velvet ribbon around her neck. He planned to marry her before the next full moon rose in the autumn sky. At their wedding, he watched her walk towards him up the aisle. She was dressed in a white gown, a white veil, and carried a bouquet of white flowers. Even her face was ivory white, but below it, around the ivory neck, was a black velvet ribbon. He remembered the curious and shocked looks on the faces of the wedding guests. But then his eyes met hers and he was drowning in their bottomless darkness. He didn't think of that velvet ribbon during the rest of his wedding. 
It was a joyous time, and if people thought his wife was a bit strange, they kept that to themselves. That night, when they were alone, he saw that the ribbon was still on there, still circling her lovely neck. Don't you ever take off that ribbon from around your neck, he asked, hoping his question was a needless one. You'll be sorry if I do, his wife answered, so I won't. Her answer disturbed him, but he did not question her further. There was plenty of time for her to change her ways. Their life together was a pleasant, turned into a pleasant pattern. They were happy, as most newly married couples are. He found her to be a perfect wife, well, nearly perfect. When he looked into her eyes, his eyes would inevitably fall to her neck. Won't you please take off that ribbon from around your neck, he asked her time and time again. You'll be sorry if I do, so I won't. This was always her answer. At first, it teased him. Then it began to grate at his, on his nerves. You'll be sorry if I do, she said. One day, he tried to pull the ribbon off after she had repeated her answer like a mechanical doll. It wouldn't come loose from her neck. Either take that ribbon off or I will, he said one night to his wife of only four weeks. You'll be sorry if I do, so I won't. But he did not sleep. He lay there staring at that hated ribbon. He had meant what he said. If she would not take off that ribbon, he would. As she lay sleeping and unsuspecting, he crept out of the bed and over to her sewing box. He had been a, he had seen a small, sharp pair of scissors she kept there. It was just thin enough, he knew, to slip between the velvet ribbons of her soft neck. Gripping the scissors in his trembling hands, he walked softly toward the bed. He came to where she lay and stood over her. He bent down and with one swift movement, he forced the thin blade of scissors under the ribbon. Then, with a quick, triumphant snip, he severed the ribbon that had come between them. The black velvet ribbon fell away from the wife's neck, and shortly, her head fell off. Wow. <laughs> That's a stunner. <laughs> wow. I have so many questions. Was she a zombie? I think I think the ribbon was just attaching. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, maybe. It was like a Frankenstein kind of scenario. Yeah. It's an old folklore, I know that. Wow. He the the guy sounds controlling also. Yeah, it's about like um like marriage back in the day. I don't know. Huh. It's deep. It's a deep message. All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, so Scary Maddie, stories and life lessons. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Um, so, Maddie, we want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing this with us. Um, do you have any messages to the class of 2020 you want to send out before you leave? Um, that we're all in this together, I really think. Um, try to stay positive, not watch the news too much. And we'll get through this. And hopefully, I'll see you possibly at graduation. If not, we'll maybe do a Zoom graduation. Who knows? All right. Thank you, Maddie. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk again Bye, soon. Bye, Maddie. Right? Okay. Bye. Here you go. You're on. All right. Those of you who know me know that this is going to be just a little extra weird. <laughs> this is called Baby Cakes by Neil Gaiman. A few years. A few years back, all the animals went away. We woke up one morning, and they just weren't there anymore. They didn't even leave us a note or say goodbye. We never figured out quite where they'd gone. We missed them. Some of us thought that the world had ended, but it hadn't. There just weren't any more animals. No cats or rabbits, no dogs or whales, no fish in the seas, no birds in the skies. We were all alone. We didn't know what to do. We wandered around lost for a time. 
And then someone pointed out that just because we didn't have animals anymore, that was no reason to change our lives, no reason to change our diets, or to cease testing products that might cause us harm. After all, there were still babies. Babies can't talk. They can hardly move. A baby is not a rational thinking creature. We made babies, and we used them. Some of them we ate. Baby flesh is tender and succulent. We flayed their skin and decorated ourselves in it. Baby leather is soft and comfortable. Some of them we tested. We taped open their eyes, dripped detergents and shampoos in a drop at a time. We scarred them and scalded them. We burnt them. We clamped them and planted electrodes in their brains. We grafted, we froze, and we irradiated. The babies breathed our smoke and the baby's veins flowed with our medicines and drugs until they stopped breathing or until their blood ceased to flow. It was hard, of course, but it was necessary. No one could deny that. With the animals gone, what else could we do? Some people complained, of course, but then they always do. And everything went back to normal. Only, yesterday, all the babies were gone. We don't know where they went. We didn't even see them go. We don't know what we're going to do without them. But we'll think of something. Humans are smart. It's what makes us superior to the animals and the babies. We'll figure something out. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love Neil Gaiman. <laughs> that's that's wild. My goodness. Wow. I uh I think that one will keep that one's gonna <laughs> keep me up at night. <clears throat> wow. That uh that's kind of a mic drop. He usually is. So that, yeah, when you sent me that, at first I was like, Albright, we're doing scary stories. Like, what are, this doesn't sound like a scary story. It sounds like it's about babies. And then I started reading it and was like, whoa. You should hear him read it. And it's, it's like extra funny because you have two young kids, which like makes it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like you're like some like, weirdo who like doesn't have kids like it makes it like extra ironic when you read it oh. yeah like imagine imagine no, i don't actually want to imagine anything connected again. to that story <laughs> no 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 i don't mean it like that no i know like, but just imagine like having one of your kids walk into you <laughs> reading that out loud luckily they've been sound asleep for like three hours <laughs> yeah thank goodness all right uh, so in terms of judging and alex you can judge on your own criteria, that's up to you. I mm-hmm. I feel like there are two categories. There is the story choice, and then there is how the uh, storyteller presented that choice. Um, so I feel like Bodwin and if you put Bodwin and Maddie head to head, they split that category. Bodwin, I appreciated how you were telling it. You know, I appreciated music in the background. I'm giving you the edge on your presentation. Appreciate that. It's a huge um, win. But. Maddie's story was better. I I knew the end. I had never heard your story before, and I knew the ending with the moment he got out of the car. You know, um, Mitch, just, just, you're going to Northeastern next year. You want to rub it in our faces? You can predict the end of stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you think you're better than us because you can predict the end of stories? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but Albright's story was just god i don't even have any words for it and then you presented it with just such like a 
happy like benevolence that I feel like it was meant to be read with that I have to give it to. So I'm going all bright. Thank you, Mitch. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Mitch. Albright definitely takes it just based off of the wow factor of how of one the way it was presented, but the story itself was just odd, and it made me just like feel weird just sitting here in a room alone. Um, and yeah, the fact that you were just like, yeah, we have babies now and we like eat them, and it just, it just the way you <laughs> said that just seemed really odd. Um, but it, I mean, it obviously fit the story, and it um, it worked with the scare factor. And mm-hmm. Bodwin, it's it was just a predictable story. Um, just the they forgot something and then they returned it, but they were dead the whole time. Very predictable story, unfortunately. I did like the music. Uh, the music was great, um, but also um, also overused creepy music. So a, lo- a lot of a lot of repetition and overuse in what in your material so far. Um, they really, are Maddie's, really harsh on you. And I didn't Maddie's, realize we hired two I liked, critics of of culture and film and stuff. I didn't realize that. Sorry. We are cinephiles. I, I mean, <laughs> but uh, but Maddie's, I like. I just liked the kind of like mic drop ending um, of like the head just like falling off and that like being it. Um, and that and just this like ongoing mystery of like, well, what does the ribbon do? What is the ribbon about? And then just ending on, boom, the head falls off. Um, just like that creepy last note thrown in there. So Maddie, definitely the runner-up. Bodwin, um, I don't know if I want to completely eliminate you or give you the third spot, um, but I was pretty brutal, so I'll be nice and give you that third spot. It's huge. Bronze medal, and this ca- and this is honestly probably the biggest accomplishment of my life. All right, let's, uh, let's go to appreciations, and uh, let's wrap this Friday up, and then everyone will be – missing us until monday so all right well i appreciate boater and albright for starting this podcast it's been a really fun way to kind of you know cope with the loss of the rest of senior year really reminds you all about all the good in the lakeland community so thanks to both of you big time thank you really oh well thank you mitch um albright go i'm not ready yet I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Lang. I know big rivalry. Are you serious right now? No, I seriously, I seriously want to give a shout out to Mr. Guy? Lang. Yeah, I know. I know it was going to be some controversy bringing him up. Wow. Um, but a, a, a quick thing is that I, I wore a sweatshirt into school one day that said, it's a free country. But it, it says it in like slang, so it, it looks like Safri Cunch. Oh, and he I know read that, that and he stopped me in the hall, and he's like, and he thought it was like the funniest thing. And he he said, "Have you seen the movie Idiocracy?" And I was like, "No, I've never heard of it." And he was like, "That sounds like something they would say. You should go watch it." Uh, and so over quarantine, I I watched that movie, and it was it's been it's like the funniest thing, and so. Um, I don't know. It's just like um, having that like weird connection, like even over quarantine of like, oh, yeah, Mr. Lang, like gave me this thing to do. And then um, I talk uh, like I'll probably talk to him about it a lot, email him back and forth about it just because it's really funny. But um, I mean, and all, a lot of teachers at, at CHS do that. They'll like point out little things and like make little connections with us. And I just thought that was super cool and like a really funny moment. And it would make Bodwin mad because I'd shout it out, Mr. Lang. <laughs> my my rival. 
Right, I one? think that I want to appreciate. So we're all missing the students all the time because that is the biggest part of what we do. Um, we miss each other. Um, and we've done some like admin leadership shout out. I also find myself realizing how much I miss the little interactions with humans during the day. People like Miss Brooks and Hope and Miss Ward who are probably still working their butts off um, and just how awesome they are and how happy and nice they are every time you see them. Um, I don't know. Just stand here thinking about them for a minute. Yeah, that's that's huge. That, I totally yeah, agree. Completely second. Oh, and Cap. Um. Yeah. Yep. We love Cap. Yep. Um, I am going to go with. I'm trying to think what ones I've done. Um, I don't want to repeat myself. Um. So I'm gonna go with uh, Mitch, Alex. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some appreciation because the fact that you guys are doing this is awesome. But I'm not gonna get all gushy about it now because we have we still gotta hit the million mark and we have a lot of weeks left of this, so I can't go there. Yet. Long way to go. Um, Long way to go. But I understand it. I am going to uh, give a shout out to Miss Bates, my student teacher, uh, this year and. Uh, for those of you that know Miss Bates, so T-Rev listeners know that she is awesome and that she's going to be an awesome teacher. Um, and that she just did such great work for us and was such a great fit in our team and our classrooms and stuff like that. So my, uh, our A-Push kids and T-Revers know that, uh, but want to give Miss Bates a shout out. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, college seniors and and her position are, are feeling a lot of the same sentiments that, that our high school seniors are. Um, so Miss T also, uh, who is student teaching with Miss Hughes this year. Um, I know that, that we're feeling for, awesome. for you guys and we're missing you guys as well. Um, so I want to give you a shout out. I'll second that one. All right. And then with that, that concludes week one of the Tier of Daily podcast. So thank you to everybody who tuned in. It's been a great Big week. shout out to all we'll of you. We'll see too. you on Monday. And, uh, See you on Monday. Have a great weekend.